0: This is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Jennifer Wilson.
1: Hello, Jim. JJ,
0: so good to see you always. Thank you, Thanks likewise. for being with us. You know, we're doing a series called Real Life. I know you've been walking with us yes. through the last many weeks as we've talked to people from different Great walks stories. of life. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a story. Life isn't always easy, mm-hmm. but no matter where it takes us, there's always hope for the new day. Mm-hmm. And today, our guest is someone that, well, you and I both know, and I think you know even more closely than I would, because she (laughs) and her vocation has come alongside you in important moments. And her story about real life is one we know everyone will want to hear. Stay with us. Our guest today on Viewpoint is Sherry Hartman. Sherry, thanks for coming alongside. Thank
2: you. I'm glad to be here.
0: We are so glad to have you because your reputation goes far and wide, seriously. <laughs> Thank because you. Because you have spent a lifetime working in women's health as a nurse practitioner. Correct. And the stories are legion of people I know, my wife included, who mm-hmm. have been touched in a healing way by your yes. hand, by your presence, by your spirit. Our co-host today, JJ, knows about My hand is in speak. the air. I That's have been right. touched. And, you know, as I think about women's health as a discipline, a, a specialty in medicine, medicine and a nurse practitioner, which has really been an elevated plane these days. I mean, you you ran the practice right. for many years. You have to have many ups and downs in a vocation like that because people come and that's the nature of life. Some with good news and some with news that's not always so easy to bear. Tell us a little bit about that. What would you see coming to work?
2: Wow, everything in a given day. And I would uh, I would wake up in the morning and sometimes struggle to get the energy to go in because it was an intense experience. Great joy and a great sorrow, too, all in one day. Uh, the experiences range from, yay, I'm finally pregnant, to losing a baby, to discussing cancer with someone, and uh, pending death. So we had a wide range of emotions. It was a challenge, but also a great, great privilege.
0: Did you find that you had patients who came with apprehension because they just felt uncomfortable? I, you know, going to the doctor is not always easy. Uh, I feel a little vulnerable. Do you have some of that? And if so, how do you put people at ease? Alternatively, do you find people saying, wow, I can't wait to get here and just uh, find out <laughs> what's going on?
2: Uh, Yes, I don't think there's a woman alive that would say, I'm anxiously looking forward and anticipating my exam. (laughs) (laughs) Not, Not an emotion. However, I think coming, especially that first appointment, especially if it's a young woman, coming to that with an apprehension actually creates an environment that is easier for me to work in. For instance, empowering that woman on this is her room, this is your body, you're asking me to come, and I am able to provide a service in a safe place, you're safe, you know, this is uncomfortable, yes, I will tell you exactly what we're doing, you're in charge. So I think empowering especially young women with that skill set so they begin life knowing that this is their exam room and I'm the one being invited into the room
1: helps the paradigm shift from what it used to be. Well, and I can tell you from, honestly, my personal experience with this woman, (laughs) I was in my mid-20s when I met you in the office, and the first thing you said to me was, do you wear a seatbelt? And I said, yes. (laughs) Like, I'm already nervous, and now you ask me about my seatbelt. She goes, good. You're into self-care. You're in the right place. And I just remember that. I remember (laughs) going... I am in the right place. You know, you cared, you did explain so much more than probably I needed to know, but <laughs> I, it, was, it was actually I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And it was super mm-hmm. helpful, super helpful to have your, your empowering presence there for me.
2: Thank you. I think, you know, we all come to life after we lived a few years from a sense of woundedness, And we're all wounded healers if we allow that to happen, and especially allow that to happen in the exam room. And I remember very well what it felt like. And it was important to me to provide a presence that uh, God can be present
0: in. And when you find a scenario where you have a patient to whom you have to deliver some anxious news or difficult news, how do you handle that?
2: It is very different depending on the patient. I'm thinking of one patient particularly when some very bad news, ovarian cancer, for instance, was coming down. I assessed it in the exam room, was able to get her right in for an ultrasound, and, you know, you just know the reality of it as soon as you feel it. But that particular patient was best served by being very straightforward, very honest, not going too deeply into what she was going to experience. That was best for her. And then you'd have another patient that would come in and, again, say a young woman with breast cancer, very young woman, in her 20s. You know, life experiences aren't there, and knowing that woman... Creating a place where whatever she needed, whether it was denial, whether it was supporting the coping that she needed to have in that particular situation, was the most important. I developed a habit very early about touch. And when I would go into a patient's room, i touch the doorknob, because you may have just come out of a room of telling somebody they lost a baby. So you have to clear your mind, because that patient doesn't... It's
0: not connected to that narrative right, at all.
2: Right, And yet, if I walk in with that, women are very perceptive. They're going to pick up on that. So when I would touch that doorknob, I would say, God be with me. And that would call me to presence. And then I would touch the patient because that would call me to them. And then likewise, you cannot carry that to the next room again. So as I would leave the door, be very purposeful in touching that doorknob, saying, God be with her. And there was some boundaries that helped me cope with my own emotion. My own exhaustion, my own frustration.
0: But what you've just described, Sherry, is a really magnificent. Beautiful practice. uh, Mm. Practice of spiritual framing Hmm. for a physical reality. Because many of us see doctors as a kind of mechanical process. Right. And it is mechanical. I mean, our bodies are finely tuned machines. But you're bringing into that exam room, into that meeting of a patient room a spiritual frame that transcends the material. And when we come back, I'd like to explore that a little bit more about how you got into this place. What called you into a role like this?
1: We're honored to have here as our guest today on Viewpoint, Sherry Hartman. She's a nurse practitioner for women's health. And She was my nurse practitioner, if you just want to be honest about it. But, Sherry, you have entered into the room. You've put your hand on the doorknob of thousands of women's doors. What led you into this profession and into this ministry? Hmm.
2: That is a lifelong probably nudging along the way. I remember going back to school and going, what am I going to do? And some friends of ours had suggested nursing, and I had never thought of nursing. And went in and found a voice, found a way from my own experiences, of course, as a woman growing up, having a baby, going to those dreadful exams, finding a way to incorporate my experiences, my profession challenged my intellect, which I loved. I loved reading research. I loved organizing the data in which a framework a patient can take home with her. And so I got so many things were challenged in my life at the same time in this profession. And then the opportunity came up for what was then called, 30 years ago, advanced practice. And I didn't know too much about it, but coming from the adventure that my father taught me, you just jump in and learn to swim as you go. And I like the opportunity of being an entrepreneur, something different and hanging the shingle up and saying, this is who I am, this is what I can offer, and let's see where we go. And I guess about In my 40s, mid-40s, I realized that there's part of our journey where it really doesn't matter our vocation for me and my journey. didn't matter my vocation. I was going to speak from a place where it was about empowering, it was about educating, and it was about giving back. And so that just happened to all be together, and I was able to be a nurse practitioner, which I loved, 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 loved. Retired now and uh, miss my patients and remember them all very, very dearly.
0: Is there something about it that you didn't like very much?
2: The hours and the computers, (laughs) electronic (laughs) medical records, everybody out there will understand that. The hours, lots and lots of hours. If there's something really wrong, you, you can't go home. You know, you just, you just don't. And I had a support system in place at the office, uh, and the people that I worked with were fabulous. So if sick kids were sick, they came along and they helped. But you have to be there functioning. So it, it, it took its toll on me physically. After a while, you know, it's just hard to work till midnight and get up at five and do it again.
0: It's rewarding but exhausting all right, at
2: once. Right, right, right. Uh,
0: I know, Sherry, that you're a woman of faith, yes, and that you have, from earliest years, found God as as a guidepost, and certainly He has led you into this vocation. And in our next part of this interview, I'd like to dig into that a little deeper. And ask you some questions about what is it? What is the truth you stand on? Not just in your practice, but just in life, because life isn't easy, even outside of the office. It can throw us some curveballs. Cherry Hartman is our guest today. She spent a lifetime in women's health and helping women navigate the complex weave that is healthcare today. But more than that, even, Cherry, I think you've helped empower women to feel more confident about taking charge, taking control of their lives in good and healthy ways. And that has to translate into your own journey, too. I mean, you're a person who also has had to navigate through life. You've had some health crises. We all have twists and turns we could not have imagined when we start out. And you have always been anchored, it seems, in some kind of transcendent understanding that God is. I know that you had an experience years ago as a child, maybe a junior high school, uh, aged child at a camp. Uh, you saw somebody else working on a craft project or something, and, and you got a truth embedded deep inside.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: JJ, you have that text that uh, Sherry mm-hmm. has mentioned to us. It's in the first letter of John. John the Apostle wrote several letters, and in this one, he famously described God. What does it say?
1: The verse is from 1 John 4, 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love.
0: It's the kind of thing that you'd, you'd find in Vacation Bible School on the plaster Paris, or woven together in some kind of mat that you'd do at junior camp. Or that, mm-hmm. it's, it's that crystal clear, simple truth, and yet, wow, how powerful is that? And I know that you have been standing on that. How so? What does that say to you? How has that informed you?
2: I think growing up in a Church of God home, my father was a Church of God minister. Uh, we were challenged very much in our faith and intellectually around the dinner table. And I remember in my junior high years kind of arguing with my dad, well, I don't know if I believe this. And he would just look at me and say, honest doubt is better than pretended belief. And so from the beginning, I was encouraged to find my way, find my truth, find what it is. And it took the search Even though it's out there, it's in within me at the same time. And how do you live in all those different kinds of sense and reality and find and forge what is your truth? And the scripture that you're talking about and the craft that you're talking about, I can tell you exactly where I was in about 12 years old exactly what that looked like, what the feeling was, the truth can be so simple. And when life is so confusing, to have something so simple to back up to that is always there. The truth is the truth and God is love. Love is God. And that centers me. That is a significant influence if not well, of course, the guiding light to where I have navigated through professionally as a woman, as a teenager, as a professional, and with my children in marriage. And it always is good to come back to that and live out that.
0: And of course, the text speaks about if you don't love, you can't know God because God is love. I mean, the idea being that if you want to approach God and to be in communion with him, you have to be committed yourself to loving. That's what you did in your practice.
1: You know, the rest of that passage there says God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And then this is you, Sherry, dear friends. Since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Hmm. Thanks, JJ.
2: You know, certainly the desire of my heart is to be able to reflect that kind of light and that kind of love and that kind of acceptance. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes there are very irregular people out there.
1: That was nicely said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and some have even visited you in your office. Do you think yes, that's true? Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I take no offense to that. Yeah, but.
2: challenges. And challenges in everyday life on these irregular people. But the best I can do is let it go and just sit in love, even when I can't express it right then and there. I can sit in that in my safe office, for instance, and meditate on that person and send them love. So it it can always end up being that way, no matter what.
0: What would you say to a woman listening to us today who feels like something's just not right going on in my body right now, but I don't know what to do about that? What would you say to them?
2: Believe yourself. Believe your body. Your body is the creative gift that has been given to you. It's the one thing in my belief that we own. You know, almost everything else can be taken from us. We can lose what is around us. We can lose function in our body. We can be, face challenges. But that soul, that body, that mind, that God within us that lives, believe that. Believe that. Now... I will say that not all symptoms are physical. A lot of them are spiritual, a lot of them are emotional. And every once in a great while, when I was standing in a room with a patient that was just really tested on what is this, where's my anxiety, why can't I sleep, what am I going through... So much was coming at them at the same time. I love to use the words that my grandmother Taylor gave to me as a child when I would go by her room and she would be on her knees at two o'clock in the morning still praying and I could hear her whisper, open mine eyes that I might see, glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Open mine eyes, illumine me, spirit divine. And... Once in a great while, it was an opportunity to repeat that. And there was a presence in the room that if there was a problem, again, it empowered the woman to say, I have that spirit, I have that power, I have that truth, I can negotiate and transcend this and walk through this, even if it's a scary experience.
0: We're not sure where you are listening to us today, what your circumstances might be, how you're feeling physically or emotionally, maybe mentally or spiritually. But we know this, there is a God who made you and knows you and loves you. He loves you so much as the scripture JJ has just read, he sent his son into this world that we might all find life. We want to invite you to take a step with us into that space right now where the Lord is listening and he is caring and loving you so deeply. And wherever you've been, whatever your challenge might be, just imagine yourself walking into the room and touching the doorknob and asking God to be present. He is going to hear us now as we pray. Our Father, we're so thankful that you know us by name. You know us exactly by name and everything about us from head to toe, inside and out. You know our past, our present, and our future. And knowing everything you know, you love us still, beyond our imagination to love. And Lord, we pray that you will reassure us of your love and encourage us to surrender, to allow ourselves to be in your examination room, to allow you to work with us and to provide a way forward for us, to provide healing for us, to be able to see the truth for us. We ask, Lord, that in the person of your Son, you will hold us close. It is in his name we come, knowing that he has made the way for us now to approach you, our great physician. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer and for giving us a way forward as we lay our lives down before you. Open our eyes that we can see, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Wherever you are in life today, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone, anxious to hear from you. And J.J., if someone was just a little reluctant to call but would like to check us out online, where would they go?
1: You can find us at cbhviewpoint.org. You can read there all about the Viewpoint ministry. You can scroll down and find our email address and send us an email, and we will reply.
0: Or at the last, if you prefer, just mail me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, go online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. Sherry Hartman, thanks for coming in and giving us a glimpse a little bit of real life from your chair. So glad to have you. Thank you. And thanks for a lifetime of serving others. Yes. And JJ, thank you for being here too. Always glad to be in your company. Thank you, Jim. And we thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join us again next week. We here at Viewpoint. Christians broadcasting hope. Always want to help you see your world from heaven's view. Be encouraged. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.